What's up, what's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Powerhouse Mentality Podcast. I'm host, I'm Caitlin Kenna. I feel like I say that the same way every single time, and it almost sounds very robotic, but I don't know, that's just the way that I talk. Please don't judge me for the way that I talk. Thank you. And uh, today, what I want to talk about is uh, admitting my struggles, because let's be honest, guys, we all struggle. We all have pain, we all have hardship that we deal with you know, throughout life. And sometimes the storm is a little bit stronger than other times. And over the past, I want to say four to six weeks, I've been riding, riding through a tough storm. And it wasn't until today that I kind of had an epiphany. And realize that I need to stop this before it gets out of control and I need to take ownership. And that's what this episode will be focused on, taking responsibility and taking ownership. Because it's something that I had to do in the past when I originally had my eating disorder. Because nobody nobody told me to starve myself, right? I had to take ownership of that. And it wasn't until I took ownership and took responsibility and realized that I was the only reason why I was in that situation. Because of how I reacted to different areas of my life and how I dealt with stress. It's not until you take responsibility and ownership that you're able to make that change. It's literally the first step, right? The first step, admitting you have a problem, taking ownership. Because wherever you are in life, no matter where it is, whether it's you know in a happy place, in a sad place, in a bad place, wherever it is, it's 100% because of you. It's not because of the things that are happening to you because things don't happen to you. They happen for you. Change your mind. Change your mindset. Change your perspective, guys. And I'll be honest because this episode is probably going to be a little bit fumbly with my words because, you know, this is hard for me to admit. But the reason why I share my story, where why I share my struggles whether they be past struggles or present struggles, is because if one person can learn something from it and if one person can make the change that they need to make from hearing my words and from hearing my experience and my story, then I win. Because my mission is to create an impact and change lives one person at a time in whatever way they need it. Whether it be with the fitness and nutrition coaching that I do or whether it just be with... with telling my story and sharing the valuable lessons that I've learned throughout my journey. So let's rewind a little bit. Four weeks ago, yeah, about four weeks ago, I was in St. Louis at First Form HQ for a Legionnaire conference. Uh, Met up with some of my absolute favorite people on like, I swear to God, guys, First Form HQ If you've never been there, it's basically Disney World. The attention to detail, the people, the mission, it's it's an absolutely incredible place. The energy is insane. And, you know, that kind of led to uh, a little bit of an insane workout. But we always do insane workouts, so it's nothing new there. But the only thing is that... You know, I, we drove through the night, me and my friend Caitlin, Caitlin was on this podcast before we drove through the night. It was a 12 hour drive. I had 1% recovery on my whoop. Um, I had one hour of sleep, so I wasn't recovered. And my mom actually sent me a text when she saw that and said, Hey, be careful working out because if you're not recovered, you're probably going to hurt yourself. 
And like the stubborn person I am, I laughed at it and I said, ha ha ha, you're funny, mom. I'll be fine. Later that afternoon while doing a workout, I was doing a workout. Um, I'm trying to think exactly what it was. So I got it. It was five sets with one minute rest in between sets. It was five heavy clean and jerks, seven lateral burpees over the bar, and a nine calorie echo bike. So you're breathing pretty heavy and you're doing heavy weight. And on those clean and jerks, I started to feel a little bit of something happening in my rib cage. And lo and behold, I popped a rib out of place. <laughs> if you've ever done that before, it's extremely painful. Would not recommend to anyone. So I popped a rib out of place and I, I felt a little bit of tenderness and soreness after that workout. But later on that evening, we went and we uh, hung out with a bunch of people at this game place. Uh, it was called Rec Hall in uh, St. Louis. And we were throwing a football around and I threw the football one time and I was like, oh crap. And that's like the moment where I realized I popped a rib because I've done it in the past. So I knew exactly what it felt like. Went to the chiropractor a couple days later when I got home and lo and behold, my, uh, one of my floating ribs, which is your 11th and 12th rib was out of place. So popped it back in. We're feeling good. We're still very, very sore. Uh, but you know, I'm slowly easing back into working out because I wasn't, I'm a, like I said, I'm a stubborn person. So I went two days working out at a very high intensity with a rib out of place before my stubborn ass went to the chiropractor to get it popped into place and take the L and pay a couple dollars for it. I spent two days trying to pop it back into place. Again, things that I would not recommend. Don't do that. Go to a professional. I love the chiropractor. Chiropractors save lives. But back to the story. I was feeling good. You know, the, the, the sharp pain was gone. I was dealing with, again, soreness, inflammation. Um, you know, when a rib's popped out of place and it's leaning on nerves and muscles and things, it's, it's going to take a little bit of time to recover. And I was doing overhead press a couple days later, you know, getting back into it probably too quickly. And I felt it again. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm okay. I think I'm good. Um, the next morning, it was still pretty painful, but I went on a run anyway because eh, I'm stubborn, okay? We, we've covered that. I'm very stubborn. I went on a run, and as soon as I finished the run, I took a breath, and I was like, mm, man, this is worse than before. This is bad. I, I, on a scale of one to 10, I have a very high tolerance for pain, and on a scale of one to 10, that pain that I felt that entire day because I wasn't able to get to the chiropractor until the next day and I still worked out like an idiot. But I was crying while doing sit-ups, so that just proves you that it was, a, it was a bad day. On a scale of 1 to 10, that was probably like a 25. It was so uncomfortable and the sharpness... Oh, gosh, I can't... I was like, this is different. I wasn't... I didn't know if I completely broke a rib or if I cracked a rib or if I tore my intercostal muscle, I didn't know what was going on because it was worse than the last time. So I went to the chiropractor the next day and he was, he was like, I don't know. I, I mean, it doesn't really sound like a rib at this point. So he was like, we're going to try. We'll see if, if I adjust you a little bit, if it hurts too much, we'll stop and we'll kind of just let it heal and then come back to it. And he started feeling around on my back and he was like, oh crap, another rib is out of place. And it was not a floating rib. So the pain was more severe because it was right on my spine. Um, my ninth rib was out of place. So, <laughs> ow, 
He popped it back into place. Again, feels like you're getting shot. Not fun. But it takes, oh God, the relief that I felt when I stood up after taking a couple of breaths after he did that. I was like, oh, it's just sore now. And the soreness continued, continued, continued for about another week and a half. And fast forward, that was like this last Friday. So right now it's December 1st. It's to Wednesday. It's Wednesday, December 1st. So on Friday, I was like, okay, I'm finally starting to feel good. Um, I think I'm going to be able to hit it, you know, and use a barbell tomorrow. Told my coach and we were ready to go. So programmed some power clean so that I wouldn't do anything overhead, just getting back into it. I was still training, but not at an extremely high intensity, not with heavy loads, more just, you know, a lot of assault bike work and a lot of just core and things that I could actually handle. Um, so I was doing power cleans. I felt amazing. They felt great. I felt, oh God, I was so excited. And I did the last rep, the last rep of the entire workout. I went up in a power clean. I didn't get tight at the bottom because I rushed it. And I felt a pop in my lower back, went to the floor and could barely walk that entire day. And then the next day, you know, so stiff Monday, Tuesday, so stiff, finally starting to feel better yesterday. Today I was able to train a little bit harder than I was. It's feeling a lot better. But I say this all to paint a picture and we'll rewind a little bit more. Over the last eight weeks, I've had three autoimmune flare-ups. Now guys, I have an IgA deficiency. So my, um, I'm lacking the hemoglobin IgA in my blood. It deals with, I'm sorry, TMI, but it deals with mucus production. So I get a lot of sinus infections. My skin gets very dry. I can get acne, um, exhaustion, and horrible digestion issues when I get flare-ups. So with traveling, with a lot of stress, with the injuries, I've had a couple of really pretty bad flare-ups. And the day after Thanksgiving, after having, you know, a cookie, God forbid, um, my body hated me, and I had a really, really bad flare-up. So... There's a lot of stress going on, you know, on top of being a coach and and trying to be there all in for my people and give them everything I have, being a girlfriend, being a puppy mom, being a human, being an athlete, trying to balance all these things and deal with all of that on top of all of these things that are being thrown in my direction. I allowed bad habits or bad thoughts or past bad thoughts to kind of tiptoe back into my mind. And I'm referring to my eating disorder. Now, where I have not completely regressed, I have taken a step backwards. I started to feel like I was losing control. And this morning I realized that I had to stop it now. Because if I didn't stop it now and didn't take ownership now, then I was going to let it get out of hand and I wasn't going to be able to stop it. And I was just going to let it take over yet again and destroy the life that I'm building. And I refuse to let that happen again. It's happened way too often in my life and I refuse to let this fucking disorder ruin my life again. We all have something. We all have an addiction. We all have something that gets us. For me, this is it. You know, I, I, I'm not one who takes drugs. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any of that. For me, this is my drug. And this is the thing that I revert to when times get stressful. When I feel like I can't control areas of my life, 
I know that I can control the amount or the lack of amount that I eat. I was still tracking my macro, still hitting my protein goal, doing all those things, but, you know, my carbs, maybe not hitting them as much as I should. My calories started to dip, dip, dip. And here we are. It's not the fact that I wasn't starving myself, but I was intentionally not eating enough because when I thought about eating more and not training as hard, I would have panic attacks and anxiety and felt like my brain was going to blow up and I wanted to just cry. And it's so stupid when I say it out loud that I was intentionally not eating enough because I wasn't training enough. The coach in me and the nutrition certified coach, you know, nutrition degree, all these things tell me, hey, you're an idiot. Um, your body actually needs this fuel to survive, not just to work out. Yeah, this is hard. But today I decided to take control. Because in the past, like I said, I reverted to my eating disorder when I felt like my life was out of control. And like I couldn't grasp anything else. So I could, I could control this. But mentally, I understand now that I'm in control of every area of my life all the time. I control how I react to things. I can control if I allow certain stressors to affect me more than they should. All I can do is take everything one decision at a time, one day at a time, and focus on getting 1% better every single day and understanding that no matter what's going on in the world around you, no matter how shitty life gets sometimes, and no matter how hard that storm gets and you feel like you're drowning and you can't do it anymore, I promise you, you can. When your back's up against the wall and you feel like there's a concrete slab pushing on your chest and you can't escape and there's nowhere else to go, You can keep moving forward. I promise you, it's all in your mind. All you have to do is take a step back, breathe, and figure it out. Because there's always a way. And no matter what, it will be okay. It will be okay. So I tell you this story for two reasons. One, to hold myself accountable and to put it out there. Because today... I have the power to make the change that I want to make and get back on track and not allow this disorder to take me off any further. Like I said in the last episode, when life throws you off course, when life throws you curveballs, you have two options. Freak out, let it take over, or figure it out. And I'm figuring it out right now. I'm taking control. I'm taking control. So today, I planned out my whole day. I'm hitting my macros, and I'm not veering from the plan. Because I have the discipline, I have the fortitude, and I have the grit, and I have the mindset to do what it takes with zero options and zero compromise, and I need to get to that. I need to not allow that eating disorder to disrupt that mental sharpness. The second reason why I tell this is because I know that there are people listening right now who are struggling, whether it be with an eating disorder or whether it be with anything else, whether it be with your health, you know, maybe you really want to make that change and you really want to start getting healthier and building these habits and getting control, whether it be with your career, with your family, whatever it is, we all have things that we struggle with, addiction, 
We all have things. But I promise you that no matter how much you think that thing has control over you, it doesn't. You're always in control. And I tell this story to remind you and to remind myself that no matter what, you have control. So don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until Monday. Don't wait until the new year. It's December 1st. Stand up today right now and commit to the change that you want to make because you have the power and you have the strength right now to make that change. If you need help, if you need accountability, reach out to me. I put my information in the bottom, in the, in the bio, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I put it down there in the show notes. That's what it is. Every time, because I want you to ask me for help. I want to help you. If you need it, I'm here. In any way you need it. Well, that's really all that I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to just get that out there, get it off my chest, get it off my shoulders, and tell you that I'm not allowing this bullshit to take over anymore. I'm on track, and I'm ready to fucking go. Go all in on my goals, and go all in on squashing this disorder again, and squashing these thoughts. So... I'm going all in, and I hope that you join me. Guys, go out today, make it a great day, and do one thing today that's going to take you one step closer to where you want to be.